Welcome to inaugural episode of the 10 Out Loud, Too Silent Breakdown. Sharp Dog and I will tackle all topics related to Raider Gritter football here in the Garlic Curtain. So how does this podcast begin? Well, to be honest, it kind of started up as a gag. For those of you who know me, I love football. But more important to me than the game itself is the relationships we coaches build with our players. We value that first and foremost. I'm a competitive dude. I love winning football games, and I'm generally scared of losing. Like, losing is a legit fear of mine. The love and relationships and how we connect with our players is the core of our program. Our job as coaches is to maximize the full potential of our players in the game of football. We accomplish this through the process and journey of being a Raider Gritter. We also strive to coach the kids up to be productive citizens when they leave our program, to be outstanding fathers and mothers, and the importance to give back to the community and to our football program. It doesn't end after the players leave our program. That's what makes it so special about being a Raider Gritter, that we stay connected for life. I know the players stay connected with one another, and I still text, call, and stay connected with our former players through social media. We have numerous players that are giving back to the program right now by coaching. Man, we are blessed with great kids. Throughout the years, I've had former Raider Greater football players hit me up wanting to discuss Raider Greater football because it means a lot to them to stay connected. I can't tell you how much joy that I get talking to present and past football players about football. Usually while I'm talking football, I'm holding my wife up with some activity we are doing together, like watching a movie, playing cards, or yard work. And like when I'm holding her up and I'm done talking football, which is not like, you know, a two-minute discussion, right? Those of you who know me, I could talk football 24-7. She's like, all right. And she's kind of joking, but she's also kind of serious at the same time. She suggested a while back that we do a podcast. Man, I laughed at the idea and just kind of played it off. But just recently, I had a few of our all-time Raider Gritter greats, like uh, Jordan Rusnak, uh, Ben Corlock, Riley McGill, Zach Geis, um, Nick Payne, Kobe Lang, and uh, Lucas Muir. Hopefully, I didn't miss any of them or leave anyone out. But uh, they FaceTime me. And usually they connect with me during the holidays, whether it's Christmas, Easter, or over the summer. And they really enjoy putting me on the spot. They're all together. They're reminiscing the good old days, which is totally awesome. Because that's one of the greatest benefits of playing football, is getting together with your buddies after your playing days and reflecting back on the process. And, you know, they give me big-time props, which I'm extremely honored because it was a pleasure of mine and the other coaches to actually coach them up. But dude, they work me hard. They try to squeeze out of me the top five best Raider Gritter players of all time that I've ever coached. So I'm assuming that they're having these discussions. They're going back and forth and they want to use me as the one to justify their arguments or to prove their points or maybe just to get my opinion. It doesn't matter. But they work me, dude. And it's such a tough question to answer. And then they're like, and I can't answer it. And they're like, all right, coach, if top five is too tough, then give us your top 10. And then, and they're adamant about it. Give us your top 10 right now. What's your top 10 right now? Don't worry, coach. 
You won't offend any of us if we don't make that list. And I'm like, well, it's 1 a.m. in the morning. And I love my players. And I definitely want to give it way more thought to that question as they all deserve that. And like, how do you compare an old lineman to a running back or a linebacker to receiver? We have been extremely blessed with outstanding football players since my time here. I wrapped up just 10 seasons here with the Raider Greer football program. And we have many players and outstanding players to come through our program. So that's such a tough question to answer. And I'm chatting with my boys and I'm like, you know what? My wife's right. I want to do a podcast to have these topics covered as well as to stay even more connected with the players and all those who follow Raider Gert football. Just a couple of days ago, a current player of mine from the 2019 Provincial Championship team was in a heated discussion with a player from the 2017 team, which lost the Provincial Championship by a touchdown. And their big discussion was, which team was better? They both text me up, and they're like, Coach, which team is better, and who would win a head-to-head game? And I thought to myself, Dude, that's a great podcast topic right there. We could probably do a whole show just on those two teams. The team that won it and the team that just barely came up short. And, you know, to be put on the spot once again, I just typed back. And this is the only reply I could come up with at the time because you really got to think it through. I'm like, you know, both teams are loaded with outstanding next level players. But the biggest difference was more depth on the 2019 team. And it got me thinking. I love talking football. Our coaches love talking football. Sharp Dog just likes to talk in general. We think there are past and present topics that are worth the cover to allow us to stay connected with former players that have moved away, right? Or present players, the community, and anyone that follows Raider Greer football or anyone that just loves football in general. And when I'm having that discussion with my boys past Saturday at about 1.30 or 2 a.m. because we were on FaceTime for a while, even though I'm not a big fan of FaceTime, and they're, and they're sweating me and they're pressuring me to drop my top five or my top 10 all-time Raider Gritter greats. And I'm like, you know, us coaches, we've talked about the players that we've been pleasured and had the opportunity to coach up. And there's only been one consensus name that we all drop. And so I gave him one name, and I think this is a discussion we could have later on in our podcast. The only name I would drop on my Raider Greer Mount Rushmore was the legend himself, Lane Hall. And as we keep doing these podcasts, we will drop all decade teams, Raider Gritter, Mount Rushmore's, and we will cover past and current Raider Gritter topics. But before we do that, I think it's really important that we hear the history behind Raider Gritter football and your to minor football to gain a better perspective and appreciation of the programs. 
And there's no one better to do that than our one and only fearless leader, Coach Sharp Dog. All right, Coach Sharp. Now, there are three things that are guaranteed in life. Taxes, death, and of course, you, Sharp Dog, crying like a baby, (laughs) either at our awards night or our football night in Saskatchewan. I know you wear your heart on your sleeve. I know you have passion, and you're totally committed to the Raider Greater Football Program and YMF as well. What triggers that crying? That's the million-dollar question in Raider Nation. Yeah, what triggers it's it? It's a curse. It's a curse, Coach Buddha. And it, it's annoying to me, actually, because I got stuff I want to say, and then I can't get it out because I get all wrapped up in my emotions. And I'm like, at the end, I'm like, God, I had 10 other things I wanted to say, and then I forgot it because I'm like, God, stupid emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone knows it's coming, uh-huh. right? Like the, I, I don't know what actually triggers it. I know it's, it has to do something with our players because I know yeah. they mean so much to you. But once your eyes get squinty, you squint oh, yeah. a couple times, yeah. and that's it. The waterworks come out. I always tell a story. I'm one of the toughest guys on the planet. Maybe the toughest. I'm not sure. Definitely one of the toughest. But when it comes to kids and maybe animals, I'm pretty soft. I'm pretty soft. You know, I, I agree <laughs> with you that because uh, I know how tough you are. I've seen you. After a Ryder preseason game, we were going to the McDonald's drive-thru. Yes. And you took on a very large man that was at yes. least twice your size height and maybe three times. <laughs> well, you were a lot thinner back then, but maybe three times, not yeah. four times your body weight yeah, about, yeah. in a leg wrestle uh-huh, uh-huh. with a broken leg. That's right. And you beat a bear and square. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you might be one of the toughest <laughs> in the garlic curtain mm-hmm. and maybe worldwide. Right, right. <laughs> the, the other thing is, you know, I think it's really important that our listeners, you know, know the background and the history of Raider Greater Football and Yorkton Minor Football. And, you know, there's no one better to ask than you. You're, you're basically a walking uh, history teacher when it comes to those two topics. If you don't mind kind of giving us a, a background uh, to uh, Raider Greater Football and Yorkton Minor Football, because uh, I think it's really important for our, to, our listeners to understand and get appreciation of Raider Raider football. Yeah, exactly. Football. So, and you know, and it goes way back, obviously, before our time. So, you got to go all the way back to Coach Magus, right? So, Coach Magus got hired at YCI, and we always say since 1957, but I want to say or 56, but I think Magus got hired in 55, actually. So, it took him a year to get the program going, and and he was uh, he actually came from Notre Dame, Coach Magus. So, got hired in Yorkton, fired up a football program, and. And became very successful in the 50s and the 60s, right? So, and that came from the YCI, so the YCI Gritters. So then when they went to the regional high school, uh, 69 was the first year. They won a provincial championship in 69. You know, guys like Wayne Rusnak and Sammy Buckle and uh, Ron Balacko played on that team, right? Uh, Stan Lynn. Those guys, it was their, they were grade 12s and going to the regional high school. And they were told they had to be called the Raiders. And they didn't want to switch the name. They they'd already it's been ingrained in them that they were the Gritters. So then it was the Raider Gritters, right? In '69. Because like, sorry to interrupt. Because numerous people always say, "What is a Gritter?" And when I first got here, I had no idea what yeah. a Gritter was until you coached me up. On yeah, it. it's just you know, it's uh, it's a magicism we call it. You know, Coach Magus, obviously, it's like a made up word. He made it, you know. But, but you know, you look at the gridiron and football, the gridiron and. 
and playing and, and being tough and uh, it's it's basically what it came from from the YCI Gritters, right? So and it definitely suits our area in the Garlic oh, Curtain perfect. and our kids and our community. It's perfect for us, right? So then what happened is uh, football died though in at the regional in the sa- in the early I think they only played maybe till seventy two and then it was kind of almost intramural football. They didn't play anybody. They played like ten man against Camsack or something like that, and there was no football, and it didn't start up again until eighty five. Okay, then in eighty five we had no league, so we played just exhibition games all year long, and then we got an automatic berth in provincials from our district, right? So PA also never had a league. North Battleford never had a league. Um, Weyburn did go into the Regina League eventually, and and Swift Current went into the Moose Jaw before we still had a league. So then in uh, 95, though, um, that's when we got into the Regina League. So then we played in the Regina League 4A. Uh, Steve Verine was the coach then, and I didn't start. I, I coached a junior team in 99 with our Bantams and 2000. And in 2001, I was the head coach of, you know, the Raider Graders. So then what happens is we're playing 4A in Regina and we're getting our ass kicked, you know, constantly. We, we had just had a hard time competing. We had a massive school. Uh, football wasn't popular. It wasn't big. We had some good athletes, just not enough kids on the team, basically. And uh, I know with the other coaches, we were just frustrated. And we said, like, how are we going to be able to compete with Regina? Because, you know, we're getting a grade 10 kid that's never played football straight off the farm. And Regina had Regina minor football. These kids are playing since they're seven. You know, we're trying to teach a kid to take a handoff, and they're already doing complex offensive systems, defensive systems, right? So then we were on our way to a clinic in Winnipeg. It was myself, Coach Effa, Coach Zaharia, Coach Schindel, and Sean Redman. And we always still have the notes, the the uh, minutes from the meeting, how we're going to get Yorkton minor football started. We uh, ended up renting some equipment from Regina, and I know you were part of that because you were out in Priestville at the time. Yes, and that sir. was the, the beginning of Yorkton Minor football was when we had those jamborees and you would come in from Priestville and bring those teams in. And we started just with super scrimmages and, you know, getting some kids involved, getting them to learn. We rented the equipment from Regina. And then we did our football night in Saskatchewan, you know, which was, we were able to buy equipment, get equipment. Then uh, Minor football was born. We competed in Regina. Uh, you know, we have Mighty Mites, Adams, Pee Wees, Bantams, just like Regina does. Uh, obviously, I think we have a huge advantage because all our coaches are on the same page. Absolutely. Now we have our high school program. And as you know, we could uh, potentially be three-time provincial champs. I always say that. <laughs> yeah. should, could be, should be. Could be, should be. Yeah. Seven points. Yeah. Seven points. Honest to God. So, uh, and third in the nation where I think we should probably be number one. And hopefully this year we chance to prove we're number one. But that is the Coles Notes version of where the Raider Gritters came from and Yorkton Minor football and... You know, then ultimately the Raider Gritter Alumni Association. So uh, it's all been a lot of work from, you know, guys like you and Zaharia, Effa, myself. You know, got a good core group of guys in Coda, you know, through the ranks. Then we had all those young guys come home, which has been a blessing for us. Alan Kyle, the Bartons, you know, so it's been absolutely awesome. Uh, Logan Wilk, so... We've had we've been pretty blessed uh, with uh, awesome coaches and great kids here in our town. Yeah, without a doubt, and I think it's really important, you know, for this podcast, especially for our our players, our, our current players, to understand that history that nothing was given. Like oh, we had absolutely. to work for every single thing here. You, you have to remember that some kids came to the program, not some, about two generations came from grade ten to grade twelve without a win. 
never got a win. Okay, <laughs> so uh, you know when they were playing in that five A league in the late nineties, it was it was tough going. It was tough sledding. So um, they went through, and and it wasn't. It's not like today we. we uh, we lose, we we can't even understand it, right? Yeah, we're not. Yeah. They, it, when they got a win, it was. I remember our first win against Camel Collegiate, you know, in the 4A league as a as a head coach. And uh, I'll tell you, there was some partying that night. It was a long road, and it's been a long road to get to where we are. Because you know, we have some current grade 12 kids that have like been playing minor football and high school football, you know, like since they're like seven or eight years old. And they can count on one hand all their losses. Absolutely. Like, they've either won the championship or they've <laughs> yeah. lost in the final. Like Exactly. So, I like hearing the history of it because it paved the way, like you said, this generation of kids that kind of get a... You know, it would have been easy just to pack it in back in the day, right? Like... Oh, my God. I was, and it almost... The program almost did fold. Like, let's be honest. There were 17 kids out for practice. We're playing in the, in the, in the 4A league at that time. Um... You know, it was really tough sledding, getting kids out. We had a huge school, and we we only get seventeen kids to practice. Like, it was on uh, it was on life support the program for sure. So, it's been a long road, but uh, obviously, it's when you win that provincial championship. I just when you look at the video, and I'm looking up at the sky, thinking, "Wow, you know." Oh, absolutely, and, and you know, Coach Mag obviously had a had a vision with the name Gritters because the grit. And, you know, the toughness to go through those lean years to be where we're at now. Kind of like that Drake song, right? Start at the bottom, now we're on top, baby. That's exactly it. Gotta put you on the spot, just like like our uh, former players put me on the spot the other night. On your, like, I know there's more than one, you know, stature or whatever on the Mount Rushmore. But on your, because I think we do a whole podcast podcast on this, our whole show. Mm -hmm. On your Raider Gritter, Mount Rushmore, drop me one name. One name. That's not easy, is it? Uh, as a player? Yeah, we're in player. No builder or coach or anything. We're, we're going to talk players. And we're talking about the way this guy played on the field. Only field matters. Only on That's the field. all that matters. Right? That's all that should matter, right? That's what yeah. discuss, discussion's about. Okay. Well, I think it's it's got to be Jordan Matichuk. He was an absolute animal. He was an absolute animal on the football field. He was unstoppable. You never seen anything like it. So, you know, eight years in the CFL, tell you that too. But as a high school player, he's a coach's dream. Coach's dream. Go through a brick wall. Yeah, I see some. Uh, I seen his highlight tape uh, as I was moving here, and man, that was so impressive. His intensity, his it, aggression. It oh, he finished insane. the plays. Whoa, crazy! It was so he was so tough, so fast, so coachable. Right. So, um, yeah, he was a fantastic football player. Couldn't say it any better. All right, Coach Shop Dog. That kind of concludes our first up uh, podcast of Ten Out Loud Two Silent. I, th- yeah, I think we're cool. I think we're pretty Not good. Not bad. I, you see, some guys have podcasts are terrible. Like maybe we'll get like four or five listeners. <laughs> maybe, seven. maybe we'll bump <laughs> it up, right? So I, I was thinking, you know, maybe we'll end the show with like, you know, I'll yell out Ten Out Loud. This maybe this will be our signature closure. I'll yell out Ten Out Loud Two Silent, and then you yell. You know what to yell after that? Raider football rules, yeah, absolutely. baby. Absolutely. I mean, that's how we'll sign off. What do you think of that? I love it. Let's do it. All right, Ten Out Loud Two Silent. Raider, gritter, football, rules! Woo!